uh, in the kingdom of God. And so what kingdom are you taking refuge in? Don't be like the, the, the great sea. That is, it's, the sea is just blown wherever the wind goes. James warns us against that in James 1.6. He says, don't doubt. Don't doubt what God can do. Don't doubt who God is. He says, the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's driven and tossed by the wind. And if we live that way, where we're not finding our security and our significance in Jesus Christ, in His kingdom, in His leadership, in His lordship in our life, then we're living in doubt and we're just going to be whatever the news tells us one day, whatever Facebook tells us the next day, whatever whoever tells us politicians tell us the next day, whatever doctors tell us the next day. I mean, just back and forth. We're just blown around by the sea instead of finding our refuge in the kingdom of God. So which kingdom are you taking refuge in? Our first sermon note point today, or the sort of second one, I guess, the present day earthly kingdoms, if you think about them, China, Russia, all of them seem like they're, they're floating in power. They're like a great ship floating in power, uh, kind of like the Titanic maybe. The ship that was supposedly unsinkable and they look unsinkable and they look like there's so much power surrounding them. But one day they're going to be sinking in the seas of God's righteous wrath. And that's what this vision from Daniel reminds us of. God in his righteousness is going to bring his wrath against any nation, any kingdom, any people, every person that defies him, that rejects him. And, uh, and, and that, that wars against him. And God's righteous wrath is going to win out every single time, whether they look like a lion uh, with eagle, eagle wings or whatever. And so we'll pick that up in Daniel 7, 1 through 7. We see that in 15 through 23. Uh, we see that we've already read verse 3 and 4, so, or verses through verse 3. So in verse 4, the first was like a lion, had eagle's wings, and then I looked, its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man and the mind of a man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one like a bear. It was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth and it was told to rise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and behold, another like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back and the beast had four uh, heads and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broken pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns. Um, and so those all represent those kingdoms that, that are going to that have risen and fallen. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, uh, Darius's kingdom, uh, all those different kingdoms, Belshazzar's kingdom, they, they fell. They eventually fell. And so Daniel's prophesying. And when someone's prophesying, Warren Wiersbe says that prophecy is history written beforehand. So it's history written beforehand. And so Bible scholars think that many of these kingdoms and, 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 and leopards and lions and bears that Daniel prophesies about, they have risen and fallen. But there is one, the kingdom of the Antichrist, 
that is yet to come. And, uh, and that kingdom will be one of the most ferocious kingdoms to ever live on this earth. Uh, and then we pick up in verse 15, And as for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious. If you had a dream like that, I bet you'd be anxious too, huh? And the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall rise, who rise out of the earth, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze and which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet and about the ten horns that were on its head and the ten horns that came up uh, and before which three of them fell off the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things that seemed greater than its companions. And I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the ancient of days came. And judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. And the kingdom came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, as the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms. And it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it into pieces. And so we see kingdoms come and go. Earthly kingdoms rise and fall. And no matter how powerful they may look, no matter how strong they may seem, they will sink under the righteous rule of God, under His righteous wrath that He will bring against sin. And so what's behind all these kingdoms? The Satan. And it's important that we remember that. No matter how strong these kingdoms seem, these countries seem, these nations seem, Satan is the great puppet master behind these present day earthly kingdoms. The great puppet master. If you think about that, uh, a puppet is just somebody's pulling its strings or has got their hand in it, making it say what they want it to say. And that's what these earthly kingdoms are like. These leaders are like. Uh, and, uh, but in God's perfect timing, the reign of Satan, his reign of terror is going to be ended by the righteous rule of Jesus Christ. Uh, by the righteous rule of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so it's so important that we remember that and that we hang on to that and hold fast to that. No matter what those talking heads are saying, no matter how powerful they may seem, no one is more powerful than Jesus Christ, than the kingdom that God promises to bring than the righteous rule of Jesus. And, uh, and so that's what it says in verse 8. Daniel's considering these horns, and behold, there came among them another horn, a little one, before which three of the first horn were plucked by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. And as I looked, um, then I looked then on verse 11, uh, because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast were, was killed and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beast, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and 
a time. Uh, and then he picks that back up in verse 21. And as I looked, the horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the Ancient of Days came. And judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. And the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Uh, and thus he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise, and then another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the Most High." Uh, and so think about that. Satan is the great puppet master. Whatever kingdoms rise up in, you know, right now, whatever kingdoms in the future, if these people in leadership are not pointing us to Jesus Christ, if they're not pointing us to put our trust and our refuge in the kingdom of God, we can know that Satan is behind it, orchestrating it, and that we cannot Put our jump on that ship. Don't trust in that refuge. Don't uh, don't put your hope uh, in in that you know in that kingdom, in that worldview, in that lifestyle. Uh, the kingdom of Jesus is the only true refuge. And I pray that you see that today, that you recognize that today. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is the only true refuge. The only kingdom that has true authority dominion and everlasting power and so if you had your choice of boats that you were going to jump on to cross the atlantic ocean which one would you jump on the titanic or a little boat that you know you knew was going to get you there that was indestructible that was truly a refuge and that had authority and dominion and everlasting power and that's what we want to encourage you to think about today all those other places that you might put your trust and try to find your security, try to find your significance, try to build your life upon are going to fail you. And they're all going to be crushed under the righteous wrath of God against sin because they're not built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. The only true refuge that God has said, this you can build your life upon. Uh, and that is Jesus Christ. The kingdom of Jesus is the only kingdom that shall not pass away. Amen. All the rest will. Recognize that. Know that. Verse 9, as I looked, thrones were placed and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A steam of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before them. The court sat in judgment and the books were opened. And, and, uh, and then if you pick up in verse 13, And I saw in night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion 
and glory in a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in His kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. His kingdom shall not be destroyed. Verse 27, In the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me and my color changed and I kept the matter in my heart. God showed Daniel some amazing things about what was to take place. And we pray that happens in your life today. That you have those moments where you begin to see who God truly is and it shakes you to the core. And you realize that you need security. That there is a storm of God's wrath coming against this world. uh, And that what we should fear most is that storm. More than we fear the tornadoes this time of year, or more than we fear whatever's on TV or the, or the media or whatever is stirring up overseas, we fear God and respect God and put our trust and our hope in God. We need security because we don't live in, in, you know, we're fragile. Our lives could be taken from us any moment, any second, uh, in, 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 What have we put our trust in? What have we put our hope in? Who are you running to for your refuge, for your security, and for your strength? Listen to these these passages out of the Psalms. Um, I love you, O Lord, my strength. Can you say that today? I love you, O Lord, my strength. I hope and pray you can say that the Lord is my rock in my refuge, in my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, in the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Oh God, guard my soul and deliver me. Let me be not put to shame, for I take refuge in you. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man, the woman who takes refuge in him. Hear my cry, oh God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you and my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Hear that today. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield for those who take refuge in Him. In which kingdom are you taking refuge? Where are you running for your security, for your significance? What makes you feel worthwhile and significant in this world? Is it your relationship with God? 
Is it the hope and the grace and the mercy and the strength and the power that you find in your relationship with God? Anything else we build our lives on is going to fail us. A great example of that is often athletes, especially football players, put all their hope in being in the NFL and playing college ball or whatever else it may be, and all it takes is one blown out knee or one hurt back or whatever injury takes place, and all those hopes and dreams are dashed. And they all that they try to put their significance in, uh, find their hope in, find their, their security in is gone. The only real place we can do that to put our hope in shouldn't be in occupations but it should be in our relationship with God by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That is the solid rock in which we can build our lives. In which kingdom are you taking refuge? Are you finding your security and significance in a sinking kingdom? Ever play battleship where you're like, be whatever and I've sunk your battleship? Well, it's just a matter of time before God sinks your battleship if you're not in His battleship, if you're not finding your life and your significance and your security in Jesus Christ, your kingdom's sinking, and it's just a matter of time before it hits the bottom. Or are you finding your security and your significance in the Savior's kingdom? Citizens of the Savior's kingdom, number one, you make Christ Jesus your Lord and Savior. You believe He's God's perfect Son, who died on the cross for your sin, and on that cross He became your sin, having no sin of His own, He was punished in your place. God put His wrath, that righteous wrath, that is coming against every person and kingdom and nation that rejects God, was put on Jesus Christ. He suffered, He bled, He died, and He rose from the dead. He was buried and He rose from the dead. Do you believe that? Have you made Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord? You've got to put your trust in the Word of God, in Jesus Christ who is the Word of God. Repent of your sin, which means once you see who Jesus is, you want to live a new way. You want to go in a different direction and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Receive the Holy Spirit. That's the first start of being a citizen of the Savior's kingdom. You've got to put God on the throne in your life. You've got to take yourself off. You've got to take yourself off the throne or whoever else you have on the throne or whatever else you have on the throne and you've got to put God on the throne of your life. You've got to reject the world's influence. I'm done with it. I'm done with the world. I don't want the world in my life anymore. And then you've got to continually renew your mind through the Word of God and through prayer. Nothing is going to renew your mind like the Word of God, reading it, meditating on it, memorizing it. The whole point is renew your mind. Otherwise, the world's influence is creeping back in just like a bunch of weeds growing, trying to choke out your life. And so you've got to renew your mind continually through the Word of God in prayer. If you're going to be a citizen of the Savior's kingdom, that's something that you're going to continually be doing. So as we close today, we want you to think about that. Have you made Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord? Have you repented of your sin and received the Holy Spirit to fill you? And have you made a public profession of your faith in Jesus? Today could be a day for you to do that. If you've received Christ as your Savior, but you've never told somebody, 
you've never made that public, do that today. Come forward and let me pray with you about that decision in your life. And let's share in that decision together. Because if you can't share it with us today at church, you're not going to share it at the workplace. You're not going to share it at home, probably. You've you got to start somewhere. And this is a great place to start. So make Christ the Savior of your life. Pray and invite Him to save you today. Put God on the throne. Refuse the world's influence. And continually renew your mind through the Word of God, through prayer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this time to study Your Word and to be at church together to renew our minds and to receive a, a refreshed filling of Your Holy Spirit. How we need You, Lord. We find significance in dead things. We find significance in things that won't last, whether it be jewelry or clothing we're wearing or whatever stuff we're doing. And God, help us to find our significance not in what we do, but in who we are in You. God, help us to find our significance in who You are, all that You've done, all that You promised to do in the future. And God, I just pray that anyone here that's finding refuge in a sinking system or a sinking kingdom would repent today. Help them right now to make you the Lord and Savior of their life, Jesus. Help them to invite you into their life, into their mind, into their heart to save them. Help them to confess their sin and make a declaration of repentance that right now from this day forward, they're going to live for you. They're citizens of a new kingdom. And Holy Spirit, I pray you would fill hearts and lives today that we wouldn't just be filled with theology or words or knowledge, but that we would be filled with you, Holy Spirit. Move in a powerful way, God, in this closing song and give us strength and hope to share with this world as we leave this place today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand together. And if